Hello, everyone. This is Xander Broffel, Director of Marketing Ops at CS2 Marketing with the Forward Thinking Podcast. Today, Chrissy and Charlie are joining once again. How are you two doing? Very good. good. Thanks for letting me back on. I feel like I've been on a few in a row. <laughs> We've been very privileged to have you, Charlie. <laughs> Second time hosting on your own, Xander. I know. <laughs> they grow up so fast. <laughs> Take training wheels off so quickly. Exactly. I even prepped the agenda today. It must have been nice having that uh, having that off of the agenda for the week, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, thanks so much for jumping on the call. Um, what we wanted to talk about today, it's a it's a timely topic. I think a lot of companies are going into, into this sort of season of prepping for QBRs, prepping for annual meetings, sales kickoffs, things like that. Mm -hmm. um and so you know that's that's our topic today and i think that a big focus of it will be on on qbrs um it's kind of funny when i when i was starting i my first like real job was in a startup and we never did qbrs you know mm. we, we were a founder driven company um you know we were hitting numbers we would do sales kickoffs but we weren't doing like quarterly reviews and i remember when our first ceo came in um that was like a full-time ceo we started implementing qbrs um so if anybody is in a similar position as me um we want to know like like what is a qbr how would i how would i go about prepping for one of these especially if it's the first time and then for the people who you know it's not the first time Let's see how we can level up that QBR process and really show the results that marketing needs. Um, so, you know, to start us off, Chrissy, you know, what is the QBR and why is it important? Yeah, so, um, I mean, a QBR, I think for a lot of folks, and if you're a newbie, it's just a quarterly business review. Um, but for for everyone, it's, it's typically when sales and marketing, sometimes like CS or executive leadership, Kind of join together to do a review of the previous um, quarter, like you know what happened on the sales side. Um, sometimes it's even doing a review of like the last six months um, or the past year, depending on when you do it as well. Like if it's beginning your year in January, and typically it's a chance for all of the teams to kind of do a look back. And the key thing I think for most teams, if you do it right is to try and one, celebrate the success and wins and learn from them. Uh, but then two, as a team, align on where there maybe were some misses and, and how um, they can improve. Um, many times, like I said, it's, it's more kind of directed towards senior leadership. Um, so company leadership, like sometimes it includes, like you said, a CEO, um, sometimes even like board of directors, I've actually had that in the past too, at like a past, like really, uh, early stage startup. Um, but then sometimes it's more just, you know, the, the heads of like kind of marketing and sales there, um, where these insights are being delivered to. And so when we think about the type of data and if the background is data and, and reporting, we're really talking about both quantitative um, results, um, and then also qualitative, um, insights. So, um, usually a lot of storytelling. Um, 
I think it's important to note that sometimes QBRs can also be just a sales QBR. And I was going to say not- that. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> that's really, and then marketing is like, oh, last minute, hey, marketing, you want to join and just like listen in? Here's and your like 15 not minutes. Be- <laughs> Tell us how many MQLs you're giving us next month. Um, and so like, actually, I want to maybe pose that like, have have you seen, have you both seen that before? Or like, what do you think is really a negative to doing that? Yeah, well, one, one job I was at, the, it definitely uh, was probably more on the sales side and it would be a whole day. Marketing had to go, but it would be a whole day and pretty much it would be going through like deal by deal. Um, mm. And then it would be like try, the, the sales leader trying to get um, insight into, you know, if the deals are going to close. Yeah, you know, Yes, there was kind of a look back on performance as well, but a lot of it was like, okay, go through all your deals, present to everyone kind of how they're going, what's going on and give us all of the details. And then here marketing, here's your, your, your time. But I think over time, um, as the marketing leadership um, kind of got more established, like it, it became more and more of it, right? And the marketing, that it became more of a partnership and marketing showing off all of the good stuff that they're doing. And then also prepping sales for what's coming so kind of a sales enablement like hey here are all the events we're going to this is where we need you this is what we're expecting for leading indicators and pipeline etc um but i think there's probably a lot of people in the same boat where it's very sales driven but with some good marketing leadership and marketing coming to the table and maybe each qbr like delivering more and more you can start to have more of a productive meeting from from the marketing side too Absolutely. I think that like being proactive with your QBR as a marketing team and as an operations team, like this can really start with you. Um, if you're not doing QBRs actively right now, like don't wait for the, for a, a new CEO to come in and right. say, Hey, can you let other teams know how you guys are doing? Like take that initiative. Um, yeah. now it's, now it's marketing coming out and, you know, usually we're the worst marketing team for ourselves, right? Right. It's, we don't like to share all of the successes all the time, but it is really important to establish that and build that trust across the team. Marketing and marketing. Chrissy's been harping on about that for as long as I've known you. It's uh, it's important though. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also it could be a chance where if you've, if, if marketing isn't part of the QBR, it could be just an overall discussion on like how to improve that from alignment perspective. And I think knowing that you can come uh, as like a resource, you can actually develop like insights and data um, and even maybe like structure. I think that's one thing too. Um, when I was working at a startup, I I, it, I was a bit lucky because I was demand gen and ops, so I could really kind of push myself through there, but I, I worked, it was just sales meeting together for QBRs. And I decided like, Oh, we need to make this more of like a discussion. And, and I kind of helped format the agenda. We still gave them time alone to do their own deal dissection. Cause I was like, I, we don't need to go through that. And there's, you know, team things that they want to do with their managers. But for a majority of the time, we help set the agenda to focus more on kind of the things that we're going to talk about uh, today and and more with marketing coming to the meeting with um, the insights that maybe they didn't have before. All they were looking at was what deals did we win? What deals did we lose? And that was really it kind of. Yeah. 
and so you're you're starting all of that analysis pretty far down the funnel and it's hard for marketing to insert themselves at that point because right. you know depending on the organization's culture that may be an area that marketing doesn't focus in um and then so then it kind of turns into that like oh and marketing what are you doing so that way we can have more of these deals to talk about in the future <laughs> yeah for sure yeah um, when you guys, when we're delivering data to these QBRs, like what are the different insights that we really should be focused on nowadays in 2022? Yeah, I mean, I think that you made a good point just a second ago, which is like they're focusing down funnel. And I think when we think about like company leadership, uh, even sales leadership, like we're really, our main goal is like driving revenue. So I think that from a marketing perspective, but also just overall, I think the key insights is really around like pipeline, uh, pipeline influence contribution, as well as like revenue. But I want to make kind of like a caveat that it should be, um, the, some of these insights should be like reviewed ahead of time. Like the teams like should align on them together. I think one thing that can be really tricky is that marketing just like comes in and says, hey, we, you know, influenced X amount of pipeline <laughs> or we contributed, blah, blah, blah. And then the head of sales is like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> you know, and so I think developing one, that relationship, if it was strong, should be there anyway. But I think also having a chance to do for the leadership to have a review of what should be our story, like what key insights should we share and how can we make sure we're fully aligned on on what they mean and how we articulate that? So I think overall we know, you know, marketing sales are both really, if we're doing our jobs, contributing to every deal. Right. But marketing can at least tell the story of, you know, which campaigns were more successful for generating pipeline, which ones had higher deal velocity. Um and which ones, you know, closed more revenue. And so, and then how can we do more of that sales to help support you and in, 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 in doing that and maybe getting feedback. So, but I think one caveat to that is like, just making sure the teams are aligned. Like I think having surprises and those calls makes some very awkward conversations and I've actually seen them. Um, so <laughs> I think getting ahead of that would be just aligning first um, uh, privately. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it can be really. Oh, sorry, Charlie. No, no, you go, you go. Um, it can be really disruptive too. Yeah. I mean, I I remember leaving QBR weeks, and all of a sudden, it's like we now have a new list of things that we have to work on because sales said one thing, marketing said another thing, mm -hmm. and sometimes they completely conflicted. Um, and nothing shows misalignment worse than going in front of the same executive team with a different dashboard that's showing completely different information, um, or you know, airing laundry that you maybe didn't intend to. Like when you start talking about SLA attainment mm -hmm. and here's all the MQLs that aren't being followed up on, not a great place to surprise your sales partners uh, in a QBR. Mm -hmm. Make sure that those stories are aligned and you have a plan together before you go in. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that because I think that's probably going into probably one of our next questions, like what don't you want to report on? <laughs> um, and I think some of, the, like, some of that is like... I think calling out how many MQLs didn't get followed up with, like, is probably not the right conversation for a QBR. Like I said, that should be an alignment kind of thing between 
executive leadership, like sales or marketing separately. Um, but if that's a, if that is something that's been addressed, then you can actually come together and say, Hey, you know, we're doing X, Y, Z to get ahead of this. And this is probably one of the problems with why we didn't, you know, uh, meet maybe some of our goals or attain them. But I think having that shared responsibility and shared alignment ahead of time. Yeah. Cause it, it looks bad, right? If you're not aligned, it just is like, <laughs> Uh, it's not the right time for that. There's only that that can come out of that. Well, yeah, the alignment should be worked on, you know, well ahead of the QBR, well right? Ahead. Like if, yeah. if you're, if you've got a QBR tomorrow and you're building custom reports for that QBR the next day, I think you're always fighting a bit of a losing battle. Mm-hmm. You should, you should have, you know, agreed upon KPIs that you're looking at quarter over quarter and you have agreed upon method to extract and monitor and uh, you know develop that metric and be able to pull that data for that um for that metric quarter over quarter and that that should be agreed upon as soon as you can and then probably not change for a while right because because the problem is you want to have consistency into what you're showing each quarter so then you can monitor the health because where the true insight generally comes from with data is trends in data as opposed to just the raw numbers like you could say okay we created 10 million dollars worth of pipeline but without context that's useless right what was it last quarter was it 3 million and you mm-hmm. made it to 10 million that's a good thing what was it 100 million the last quarter and now it's 10 million that's a bad thing right so it's all about the trend and being able to monitor that and if you're creating a completely custom QBR approach and deck and KPIs every quarter you're never going to be able to understand the true health of the business through those trends and then get everyone yeah. to rally around improving what well doing what they need to do to improve those metrics so that and then also being accountable for them right because if everyone mm-hmm. data and reporting is all about trying to create accountability so people know they're aligning their work to what the business cares about and then being able to know and identify ways to improve and if you're changing and switching things up every quarter it's just you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and just hoping something sticks. It's just not really a strategic approach, right? So absolutely, and then everyone's just going to be confused as to really what what they can do to improve things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so we're talking a lot about like sales and marketing alignment. Are there any other teams that you that you think that you want to make sure that you have alignment with? Um, I know for me, one of the teams that I, that is really important is the product team. You know, mm-hmm. marketing is doing a lot of product marketing. That's where you're maybe telling a lot of your stories. So just making sure that, you know, you're not telling stories about products that aren't being released or aren't coming in the certain time frame that you uh, that you may be planning for. Yeah, I think there's a it, it somewhat dependent on the go to market strategy, right? Because yeah. if you're heavy plg then people who are who are helping operationalize that go to market strategy involved there should probably be involved and you might even need to have different qbrs depending on how big your company is depending on the go to market strategy and the teams involved like if you have a whole sales team focused on the plg motion there's probably a lot for them to talk about quarter over quarter and then maybe you've got different teams, then maybe you need another QBR to get everyone together, but it kind of depends on the team size and, and how, and who's involved, but, um, and, and on that go to market strategy, like I talked about. So I would say definitely like the product team, but even, you know, 
people from maybe the engineering team or however the hierarchy kind of rolls up for your product-led growth motion because they're going to be running experiments within the product to drive revenue and then probably working with the product marketing team the operations teams the sales team to run those experiments and help you know drive revenue through the product-led motion so for sure they should be involved too yeah i think that one thing I also want to say before, like the other teams, but like for Mark, I've seen this before where like, okay, marketing's involved, but it's like the CMO and maybe it had a demand gen and like, that's it. And I think I want to be clear that like, I, I think it should be a representative, at least from like the teams that are also contributing to pipeline and to sales. So like partner field marketing, honestly, field marketing is a team that should maybe even have their own time to mm -hmm. speak because a lot of the time there's so, like, there's really close alignment with, um, with the sales team and they should, their talk track should really be around deal velocity because that's yeah. usually where they insert them. Of course, there's early stage things that they run like events and stuff, but true field marketing, like, our typical field marketing, not just like event marketing, which I hate that people try and smush those together, um, that it really, their focus is trying to help them move accounts along, uh, you know, move deals along very high touch marketing. And so they're, they're, like input into those conversations. So also at least hearing, you know, what regions to, or maybe struggling. Cause that'll kind of, um, spark some ideas of like, oh, we need to build a plan or maybe help build a plan with sales to figure out what can we do to drive like more of our pipeline to close and say like the Midwest or something, if that's where you're really struggling. And, and, and that's when you're really seeing goodness of this. It's more around like, okay, how can we really learn from, like I said, learn from what's working, but also as a team align on like, how can we just also fix what's not working or where we need more help and just be proactive in doing that. Yeah. Can I say a team that might be, I, I think it, based on who we are and, and who we're talking to probably, it probably sounds obvious, but it might be worth saying, but bring your marketing ops and revenue team because I think for yeah. us, it sounds blindingly obvious that they need to be there, but I think there's QBRs happening when they're not invited where, right. um, and they're not the ones helping you know, provide the data for some of these things in, in some cases. So I think they it's worth them being there because they need to understand the stories from the front lines, from the sales perspective, see what all the you know marketing teams are presenting and how the data is being absorbed by the team. So then they can help, you know, improve the operational side of that data tracking and analytics to be able to help maybe improve future QBRs um, and not having that insight, you kind of end up, you know, maybe helping create the deck, but then not seeing how people are interpreting the information that you're giving. You, you never get that feedback loop, right? And exactly. I think data analytics, you, you need that feedback loop to really improve what you're doing from the upside. Yep, yep, definitely. And it gives you a, it, it gives you a seat at the table, right. you know, as, as an operations person, like when it comes to, to planning and things like you are the right hand of the CMO should be um, should be yeah. yes. And this is a great way to kind of elevate yourself into that position if you're not mm -hmm. there yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or I think we talked about like also, you know, the revenue ops kind of 
perspective, but also including sales ops. And I think also making sure. So I think what also happens with the reporting thing that we talked about where there's misalignment, sales ops is running reports for the sales leader. Marketing ops is running reporting for the marketing leader. They come to the meeting. Those things aren't aligned. (laughs) So I think also making sure that like that's kind of a group thing and like sales ops and marketing ops can actually work together to make sure that their reporting's mapping up or yes. matching up and then working with their leadership to then define a like core message like what charlie's talking about we're probably reviewing things the same each time which will help us find trends and consistencies and pinpoint things but also there's likely team goals that happen that quarter. Say you launched a new go-to-market strategy, you maybe your sales team grew, maybe you pulled back on marketing budget. Those are all things that could impact performance. And so I think those should be, that's part of the storytelling part. Like that's, that's where it's like less around, oh, we saw just a trend. Okay, well, but then marketing sales needs to like come with, okay, what are some of the things or have we made our goal? Like, are we, is this go-to-market strategy working? You know, are we seeing a huge hit to our pipeline now that we've reduced budget? What do we need to do now? <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to have those conversations soon. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, it well, so aligning sales ops and marketing ops is like maybe a way to even mitigate that. Like go, <laughs> go make sure that you're both aligned. Yeah. The other thing I'll say as well for, for the ops team, so marketing and revenue ops is go to the, make sure you're going to the meeting one, but then make sure yeah. that you're an active participant in the meeting as well. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. um, it's funny because whenever I think of QBRs, I I was just always thinking about like being in the room because like whenever whenever I've been at QBRs, like pre-CS2, it was pre-COVID. So we were always like in the room with all the salespeople. So I was just like thinking about that Whereas now I guess it's all, they're all virtual for a lot of companies, right? And you're all just on this massive Zoom call, probably off camera, just dealing with the fire drills in your Slack. And I would say that's a really dangerous, well, not dangerous, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but <laughs> maybe <laughs> if you, unless you are maybe dealing with a real fire drill, then maybe that is dangerous. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying? It, it, you want to be an active participant I would try and push to be on the stage with your marketing leadership presenting the data, right? Because like yeah. we always, we've talked about a million times for years, like Dan just said, you're the right-hand person. You're there to help your leadership create the narrative, get the data. You should understand the data better than anyone because you're living in it every day. Um, and then help them present it, right? Like if you can, and if you can't, be there to add commentary, even if it's not verbal commentary, t- type stuff in the chat in Zoom to say, oh, I like kind of reiterating what people are saying, because I think just one way to level up your career in operations is tying yourself to analytics. It's, mm-hmm. We've talked about that for years as well. It's kind of the love language of executives. And mm-hmm. if you're talking that language about how to improve the business, the different ways to m- monitor the health of the business, et cetera, that's what they care about. And if you're showing that you're a leader in that area and everyone in sales and all of these people that we're talking about that should be there are seeing that, that's just going to level you up and set you apart from other people on the team who aren't doing that. And you're you're uniquely in a position to help in that area. So I think just being active and trying to 
present yourself in a way that is strategic um, as opposed to just like giving the deck to your CMO, joining the call, turning off your camera and answering slacks for yeah. six hours. Yeah, I think to add on to that too, one way you can like really also be proactive is and it's part of that like listening. And honestly, I think that it should be something you just do all the time if you're in some of these conversations, but you can also kind of control figuring out to detail and take note of those like aha moments or those key insights. And then if there's further investigation that needs to be done or planning or something like that, you can kind of control that kind of narrative and work with your CMO to say, hey, you know, I dug into all these things. Here are some of the reasons why. Also, you know, field team, blah, blah, blah. Here are some notes for you, like maybe some focus areas. Maybe we all, you know, come back in like a week from from now or, or two weeks and then we meet with like some of our plans on what we're going to do better and send that out to leadership. And this is possible because I did this weekly at a startup, but if you're in a large organization, this could, a quarterly process for this, I think is doable. Like you're yeah. just doing that once every three months. And so um, that's then also getting more goodness out of the QBR. You're not just QBRing for whatever sake to show and be part of that conversation, you're actually driving action and you can be part of that, you know? Absolutely. So I'm going to switch the topic just a little bit because we have been talking about, you know, telling a story. Um, how do we find the stories to tell? Do you... Do you make them up? Do you <laughs> do you start with your anecdotal evidence where it's like you have feelings throughout the quarter, right? Like you've been ha you've been hopefully looking at some of this data coming out of it and, and coming up with anecdotal evidence. And then you, do you support it with data? Do you take the data and then support it with the stories? I think what just found find a best? way to make your CMO look good. Any chart that's going <laughs> up and to the right and then just show that. That's that's best way that's to it. accelerate your career and increase and, CMO tenure. Yeah. In all seriousness, no uh, seriousness. That's actually what's happening, and I think it's fair. It's talk about dangerous for the business. That is, and I will say, if if your CMO is just saying, "How can like can you change this to make us look better?" There's a problem there, I think. And but but besides that, because I think that happens a lot, so I just want to comment on that. But I think. To, to Charlie, I don't know, Charlie, if you're going to pinpoint this, but I do think that starting with the data first is good. So we think about this data flow or what we've been talking about is like aligning the teams and reviewing early. I think that's important because what you want to do is review the data together, right? Align on the data first. And then the, the action from that should be aligning on your... Um, your story and sales and marketing should actually, you know, come together to define what those stories are. Cause each, each yeah. team is going to have some, you know, uh, insight into why, right? So sales might have some insight. Okay. Why is our deal velocity so slow? And then marketing might have some insight into, Oh, we invested in some of these programs and, they didn't work very well. And these are some of the reasons, you know, so I think, or there's a, a lag time, right? Oh, we just entered that region. It's no wonder we don't have a lot of pipeline there. So both of them can actually together, I think, come 
uh, to an agreement on what should be those key stories that they both tell and be part of that and share the responsibility again. Like, I think, uh, that that's like key and, and looks like the team is working with each other, which they should be, but it's further enforcing that. And they're like taking, I will say this is a time to not take credit because this is what's going to happen actually for most organizations. This is a time for you to actually both take responsibility. Like if we can just change the mindset of like not taking credit, but more to taking responsibility, then I think Mm -hmm. actually the business will benefit more in the long run. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of a QBR is to look back so you can improve for the future. So if you're just trying to find ways of modifying the data or telling a different story without acknowledging what went wrong, you're going to feel it at your annual results. You're going to feel it further down the down the, the flow. And that's what, you know, really can throw teams off. I, I love that, though, the the not trying to take credit, but yeah come together to take responsibility is great. I think yeah. one one thing that kind of came to mind as well was that you know there's a there's your your metrics that you're looking at, you know, month over month, quarter over quarter, you should be aligned on those, you know, contribution, pipeline, and a lot of it is just kind of a health check like we had this goal, how are we tracking towards that goal? And you're reporting on that to, for just transparency and just to keep people accountable. Um and you're de- and you know that the narrative of that is kind of the, the trend and the performance against the target, but then there's kind of more analysis into the data that needs to happen to drive you know real change around improvements. So like, because just looking at pipelines mm-hmm. down yeah. this quarter isn't a useful you know thing to look at to know how to increase pipeline next quarter right so you need to do further analysis and that's where the actual analysis of the data comes in as as opposed to just the reporting of the data and i think for analysis a lot of that has to start somewhere and you would generally start with the hypothesis and that that kind of to your point zander i think you just mentioned you know you you're you're hearing things you're looking at the data every day you're kind of living within kind of the world of your company and understanding what's going on. And there's going to be certain ideas that you have around things that might need to improve. And so you can start with a hypothesis like, you know, okay, our conversion rate from sales ready to op- to pipeline is is really low. And your, hypo- your hypothesis might be, okay, we've got a few of these operational issues. We've got a speed to lead issue. We've got a sales enablement issue. And there's like certain campaigns maybe that convert higher or, you know, maybe our you know, demos obviously convert higher than whatever. And you can go in and start analyzing the data based on that hypothesis to see if it to either prove it or disprove it. And then as you're doing that, that requires, mm-hmm. you know, Alison talks about this a lot, like your dashboard should be kind of an entry point to your analysis, right? You can't just look at a dashboard generally mm-hmm. and draw out all the insight. You need to look at a dashboard click into the report, click into that report, pivot a different way, dig into the data, look at some examples and keep on digging around and coming up with um, you know, your interpretation of what's going on and then how you can improve it. And then you know the best way to drive change is through storytelling. So you can tell the story like, okay, well, here is a record that came in from this source and this is what happened to it and this is why it didn't convert. And that tells the story better than just saying, our conversion rate was 5%, we need to make it 10, right? And then you come up with the, the list of things yeah. to do that you can improve. 
and that's your your narrative and then you've got those action items and distributing those action items maybe creating okrs for individuals and teams around those actions to drive change and then see if that affects the top line number and the, your kind of your true kpi um and then try and gather data to be able mm -hmm. to kind of see the impact of that but it all starts with kind of a hypothesis yeah. right you've got to start somewhere um and then kind mm -hmm. of work work down Yeah, and I, I think that for folks who maybe have limited time, limited resources, and like are trying to make a very effective QBR, I do love the um, uh, opportunity breakdown, like analyzing and so like taking some like a, one of your best deals, like biggest deals that closed, and then also maybe taking like a loss that was really tough for the company. Um, but folk, looking back at like okay analyzing like what campaigns like brought you know how did they first hear about us like what were the things can we find what was like the tipping point for when before the opportunity was created and having both marketing and sales be part of that conversation mm -hmm. and i think the same thing for loss you could do this for a few of them oh gee um even the marketo opportunity analyzer like back in the day like nine years ago now like i used to take that and then our sales team would I had a salesperson show it themselves and that wow. like people like loved that. And it actually like gave my team and the, and our head of demand gen who decided to bring Marketo even more credibility now too. And then the sales team were like, Oh, I want to see that. Like I want to, and all it was doing is really showing you, you know, all it could show you all the different people maybe that weren't part of the deal, but like, who was, what were the different campaign successes, and then the timeline of when opportunity was created and then closed. And so, but that visual well, it tells the story is too, like right? what it really like that path. Just sells I think it. That that's like the second Marketing's stuff always, too. you know, we talk about right? marketing wanting to improve, not specifically prove themselves. But if you are in the case of wanting to prove what you're doing, showing like, sometimes marketing teams in my opinion do the wrong thing and like we influenced mm -hmm. you know this much pipeline it's like to prove and any touch point on any opportunity means influence so ultimately in my point of view every opportunity should have somewhat been influenced by marketing so the goal is 100 percent, and if it's 99 percent, then you're bad as opposed to 100 percent right. being good yeah so um but then the best to chris's point looking at that journey um, and all of the touch points, I think that's a way better way to prove marketing's effect, like doing something, right? To, to actually influence, like looking at individual opportunities. Mm -hmm. Cause you're like, you'll see all of those different touch points along that customer journey and how they, and just intuitively know like, okay, hey, well, they went to this event, they did this thing and they did, they downloaded this content. They, and to see that and know, okay, marketing is doing all of these things and that is contributing to the success of us closing these deals. That's a way better way than just showing a top line. Okay, we influence 100% of the ops. Yeah, most definitely. Um, any other like closing thoughts from either of you? Um, any tips that you would give to a, a MOPS person who may be coming into a QBR process right now? I, I will say like one thing philosophically that like kind of comes up and this is hard to just like direct this toward unless you're really controlling the agenda, the alignment and stuff. But 
One thing that I worry about with just team meetings, QBRs, analysis that I, I think is a product just of our society, but like we live in like a social media age, we share our highlights publicly and that's it really. Mm -hmm. Like we're so focused and comfortable on showing the good that I honestly think, yes, there's vulnerable conversations now happening on, on social media and people are being honest about failures. But I think that organizations are now like kind of losing that like uh, vulnerability really that's really necessary to improve your business. And so I think as much as like we said, we want to show the good, how we're really contributing, what's working. I think we need to balance that with being vulnerable and saying like, what didn't work? Where can we improve? Because there's always going to be improvement. But it's like having that narrative like, okay, we realize this is an area where we need to improve and we have a plan. So that's the thing. That's a difference. Like going to executive leadership, saying there's a problem and trying to point fingers is is disappointing for them. Yeah. Saying that you have an issue and you've aligned together and you have a plan for how to make it better and you can have that discussion about if everyone agrees on that. That to me, if I'm a CEO or CMO, that's that's a win. I want my team to do that. And so come, come with like, with that. And so I will say, don't be afraid to shy away from the negative because you, that's where you really need to make improvements, but trying, if we're talking about storytelling, it's more aligning on how there's going to be change. The, the, The important part about that as well is that it often it's easier to understand what's not working than what is working because there's so many factors to, when you think about like, marketing campaigns or programs or channels there's so many of them that contribute to a one opportunity but then it's a lot easier to see those that are just not contributing to anything right so yeah it's, it's often that it's a bit more simple of an analysis to find out what should be cut or reduced or or improved or what just isn't contributing to pipeline so if anything you can kind of start there, even though you think maybe I'm starting in the negative, but ultimately you're improving the efficiency of your business and the return on investment. So trying to maybe look at what you intuitively know is not working. Like maybe you have the hypothesis that content syndication isn't working. Now it's quite easy to go and see, okay, every single content syndication lead you've ever got, has any of that ever resulted in pipeline? And if the answer is no, you've been doing it for three years, then maybe that's kind of a clear indicator on what you should do next. Um, yeah. so I just wanted to call that out there because if you are someone who maybe hasn't done a lot of data analysis, it's a bit of a struggle on thinking where to start. The one good place to start is what you think isn't working and see if you can prove that out. Definitely. Well, thank you both so much for, for joining the conversation today. I know that we focused primarily on QBRs, but you know, this is such an important, uh, part of just operating any business, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, you can take these sort of insights and bring them into monthly business reviews, annual business reviews, kickoffs, anything like that. So um, thank you so much for joining. Uh, This has been the Forward Thinking Podcast. If you like, please do share with a colleague, um, with any teams that are currently trying to prep for their annual reviews. Um, It's definitely uh, content that needs to be shared with the broader community. Uh, Leave us a review and 